back everybody to your creativity we are at wise guys downtown salt lake city in the lounge today and the reason for that is we're going to be chatting with a comedian a comedian with a special story that he made into a web series um his name is wes austin how are you wes really good yeah thanks for having me good to, good to have you we're also here with terry burton who's co-hosting today steve is unavailable so it's just me terry and and Wes. Hello, everyone. Glad that y'all are with us. Wes, it's great to see you. Dylan, thank you for having me. And uh, we're sending good vibes out into the ether for our good friend and chocolate meister, Steve Hatch, who is here in spirit. Yes. He, he just got busy at the shop, so wasn't available to come. So, um, so Wes, you're a comedian. How long have you been doing stand-up? I started in 2014, so a little over five years now. And um, what what sparked you to do it? That's kind of what your web series alludes yeah. to, but what? Well, I mean, I always kind of wanted to be, you know, into into entertainment or be a comedian, and but it was something that just you didn't. I grew up in a small town, so you did the logical thing, which was what town is that? What Tremont, Tremont, Utah, Tremont. Yeah, I learned how to pronounce that. Where is that? I've heard the name, but I have no idea what it's near. Northern Utah. So um, it's probably about, uh, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes north of Ogden. Okay. Um, the um, Logan Way or no, no, straight it's north? Straight okay. north. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you drive to Malad, you usually drive mm -hmm. right by Trey Mountain. Okay. I've met people from all over the world who they, oh, I got gas there. Like if you drive <laughs> a lot for some reason... They get gas. Um, we had one stoplight when I was young, so we were a big, a big city. But yeah. they have, I think, two or three now. So it's pretty yeah. moving on up. Hashtag expansion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> civic development. And how um, long did you live there? Till through high school and everything? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up there, and then um, went to college at Utah State, and then uh, law school, U of U. Actually, well, I got an engineering degree. Um, nice combo. Yeah. So I, I, so my brother was an engineer, electrical engineer, and so I was going to be like my brother. So I got my electrical engineering degree, went to work at Motorola down in Arizona, and then after a few years, went to law school at the U of U to become a patent lawyer, and then I've been in Salt Lake ever since. But like when I was younger, I wanted to, you know, you kind of dreamed of being an entertainer or a comedian. I loved the Abbott and Costello movies. I don't know if you guys remember, but yeah. Saturday afternoons, they'd have those old black and white, and I would just sit down there by myself and watch them and just love them. But it was, I mean, it, being a comedian would be like, you're going to be an astronaut. I mean, just no, yeah, I don't even know. from outer space. Yeah, like that's insane. Nobody in their right mind would think to do that. That's crazy. I have a buddy who's an engineer, uh, and we went to graduate school together, and he used to... Um, create an equation that I'm going to analogize to with uh, uh, respect to my pal uh, Roberto Estrada, I would say uh, double E plus JD equals massively hilarious comedian. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah, it, really, right, it's, it's a track. I mean, there's a lot of yes, people. That uh, <laughs> really, we're the funniest of all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. in, engineers are super funny. And then everybody lawyers, knows that. Wes. Yeah. The tax lawyers are the only lawyers that are even funnier than patent lawyers. So I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> that was a scene. When could, you have to do a terrible joke. because I, I could detect the note of sarcasm in yeah, your voice. Yeah. Yeah, you have the there. good poker face, but I yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not it. a great, not a super great background for comedy, but like I wanted to do that, but it was it wasn't reasonable. That's not something you need to go get a good job, Absolutely. and then you know provide for your family and do the respectable thing. But you know, I had that desire that just kind of just like a burr in the saddle, it just kind of started eating at me, and and, and it took a long time, but finally I just decided. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna start to try to pursue this, and I, <laughs> I started with the most insane way to start ever, which was, hey, I'm gonna make a pilot for a TV show, which I know is insane, but I skipped I needed, a few steps. Yeah, but good on you. I, 
but my problem was I couldn't get, I could, I needed to, to say something to myself that would get me excited enough to get out of my office and go do it. Sure. I'd been saying like, okay, I'll start doing open mic, and I just wouldn't like, okay, I'll do that next. So I just never got around to it. But then the more it ate at me, I thought I've got to do something. I'm getting, oh, life is just too short, and I'm just not having any fun. But then I thought I had this idea, like, what if I made a pilot? And I got so excited, and so I did it. <laughs> it was com I didn't have anybody tell me this is a good idea. I think this is going to work. I mean, you don't know anything about comedy. You're clearly not funny, but why don't you write this? And then, um, but it got me started. So that whole thing actually got me started doing stand-up and started like writing and, and trying to do some independent filmmaking. So it started the whole thing moving, well, which is what I needed. I needed something to just shock me and get me out of my normal routine. Intellectual torpor, I think, is the phrase that you're looking for. Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's not to say that attorneys and engineers are universally of that. Ilk. No, wait, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Well, on lawyers and comedians, you're you're performing for an audience both both ways. You gotta get a point across in a convincing manner. So yeah, th there is there is a correlation, I think. That, well, I mean like what yeah, okay, so I'm a patent lawyer, so I, I meet with <laughs> I meet with the inventors. They tell me something they've invented that's super complicated. And I have to try to transform it into something a patent examiner would understand. But it's not funny at all. <laughs> in fact, funny is not helpful at all in my job. Like, they don't have a sense of humor. Like, nobody, there isn't a patent examiner who, like, if this would have been funny, I probably would have given it to you. But it's too serious. So, doesn't, doesn't really lend itself to the introduction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Patent Examiner and Laugh Riot. Yeah. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> Didn't happen. So, um, Rodney Norman, a uh, hmm. comedian that we see here often. Very funny guys, guy. Super he, funny. He was in there with a grass-fed chicken. Was yes. that based on something real or something? Um, I based <laughs> it on, like, all patent attorneys have met with, you know, kind of crazy inventors. No. Yeah, just yeah? and we all have war <laughs> stories about that. The the uh, grass-fed chicken part I made up, but I had some patent lawyers from somewhere else in the country. They actually found a patent for this grass-fed chicken. They sent it to me. I, like, <laughs> I thought I made that up. I was trying to do something completely insane. And then they said, but the other one I did have in there, which was the heated bra, that was based on a real, something real. That's yeah. hot. <laughs> you got to keep Sorry. the girls warm. I couldn't resist. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah, but Rodney was nice enough to do it, and he was he was so great. Yeah, <laughs> he just nailed it. Yeah, a, a crazy farmer. Yeah, he did great. Love it. <laughs> um, People were asking me like when he came on set, they were asking me like, "What? Where did you find this guy? He's so <laughs> great. He's so authentic. Would you look at him? I mean." Because he had the big beard and the yeah, and I'm just like I know he is perfect. He's one of my community hiding friends. in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. How was your first time doing stand up? Or did you did you do it at Wise Guys or was it? Um, uh, no, my first time was Wise Guys West Valley, and it West was Valley. Yeah, it was kind the of good an old days out of body experience. I was so scared. You killed. You killed it. Oh, you I did. Was, I know you did. I, I everybody was. They said it's his first time. So the crowd was super nice. They were laughing, really generous. The next time I went was terrible. But the first time, I mean, I was super scared, but, but the crowd was really nice the first time I went. Yeah. Open mic then and open mic now. Um, what, are, what are the differences like? Oh, now the, man, the crowd has really developed. Like we have a much bigger crowd now at open yeah. mic than, than we did than we did back then. I wouldn't. I thought it was still a good crowd that we were getting when I started, but the crowds now are wow. I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal. I think we have one of the best open mics in the country, from what people have told me. I mean, I haven't been to many others, but I hear that it's one of the best. I, I would agree. Yeah, there's some great people who have came out of it, and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't come to too many because the one the few I've been to, there's been some weird stuff that's happened. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. That's pretty common. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like maybe that's the most engaging part of, a, of an open mic. And I say this as someone who uh, spends some time at uh, musical open mics. And I, it, it truly is the grab bag of sometimes you run into people who have a gift that just don't have any connection to the outside world. And then you have people who have a fantasy and they imagine themselves perhaps being funny or musically talented or whatever. And uh, it's a very clear line when you get in front of a room of people, even if it's not full, whether you're playing your tune or uh, telling, sharing your very best material. So I'm glad yeah. that you had a great first experience. It, yeah, they were they were nice. It was good. As someone who, um, well, I've seen you perform, but to, to people out there that haven't seen you, how would you describe your your brand of comedy? Um, I think it's mostly stories about my life, like stories about being a lawyer and stories about my family and stories about being married, um, stories about religious things just because I you know grew up going to church three hours every week so of course I'm gonna have some thoughts on the <laughs> subject <laughs> time to reflect <laughs> yeah <laughs> lots but I think like little stories are probably you know what I do most uh, and to me those are some of my favorite because they they paint the picture for you and then they like either poke holes or you know yeah exaggerate to do amazing things yeah and i like the um sebastian Moscalco is the current comedian right now who's like a storyteller and i think he's fantastic yeah he's kind of wacky uh, he's so he's <laughs> he, his act outs he's so great i mean just he kills everywhere i i would love to meet him but i like how he because you know he's italian he talks about his childhood or working or things and you just you feel like you're getting to know him a little bit through his yeah. stories um Nate Bargatze is another one I really like. It's great. Yeah, this leads into my question: um, who who inspires you, or what you know, who, which comedians do you like? Oh yeah, well, so my favorite comedians, I would say Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, David Spade. I love David Spade. Nate Bargatze, um, Brian Regan, and Jim Caffigan. But I also love Dave Attell. I lo <laughs> which is you know, He's I know he's. You know, more blue and yeah. R-rated, but I love him so much. He's so funny. Dave Chappelle, too. I think he's amazing. You like Dave's. Is, it, <laughs> is that too many Dave's? How many of... Is that two? Uh, let's check in. <laughs> uh, anyway, tote but, board. <laughs> uh, currently, 14 Dave's are, are on the board, Wes. Are you, are, you, are you changing your name to Dave? Is that what we're leading That's up to here? My older brother's name is Dave. How so about it's, that? Yeah, that would cause some it's confusion. Taken, yeah. Dang. I can't do Dang that. It. Speaking of Spade, I love that he's on TV every night. He's just so, he's so great. Have you had a chance to I've seen to catch a few it? of those, and he, I love him. He's just so, yeah, he cracks <laughs> me up. I find it fascinating that uh, the talk show game can be let's throw something at the wall and see what sticks and of course in the old days of television the stakes were much higher than they are now but uh, i don't think that i would have guessed that david spade well maybe actually as i'm speaking and reflecting maybe i would have thought that he would be great at talking with people but Right. Stand up is a it's a one directional communication path. I tell the jokes, you guys laugh, we high five and go home. And talking to people is a, a different deal. And I have to agree that I really, really admire David Spade's capacity for being funny and throwing a, a good line in but also sort of keeping the conversation going. And you know, the beginning of his show, he's got a number of 
other comedians that they kind of round table and wow he's really good he's really good and i find him and his show tremendously entertaining i love that he gets heckled during his monologue that's that's one of my favorite parts of this show now with uh your writing um what situations are most creative when you're doing that of their story, so they're you know the bases are kind of there, but when you know kind of developing or like the where's be- that space? The best way I write for me is I have a little pe- notepad in my on my phone. I just open it when I have an idea and write it down. When I've tried to write every morning at eight or ten or in the afternoon, I just I don't get as much done. I find that I have ideas throughout the day and throughout the week just at random bizarre times and if i write it down then then um that's kind of my best material i think then i will try to get get to it um and then expand it out where i have the thought but usually when i sit down and think okay i'm going to try to think of some funny stuff i just have a hard time doing that so i try to jot something down immediately when i think of it or i will forget it yeah yeah Two-part question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although they are uh, sort of chronologically aligned, uh, what are your earliest memories of what cracked you up as a kid? And what or who was the first memory that you have of seeing someone in the stand-up paradigm of standing with a microphone, whether on a stand or not, who who was the first funny person that you remember going, wow, that guy or that gal is, is really hilarious, and I really connect to that. Uh, probably the first funny experience I remember seeing was, uh, I think it was the Abbott and Costello movies, and it was the mm-hmm. physical humor between like, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Just yeah. the physical humor there made me laugh, and, and I do remember just loving that. Um, and then probably the first, the first person in stand-up that I really saw and loved was Sam Gennison, <laughs> which is, I know he's like very, but you guys, he just blew my mind. Like one of my friends in high school, uh, I think he recorded it off of HBO or something, and we watched it, laughed so hard, and we watched it again. Like each time I would watch it, I w- we would laugh harder. I just, he blew my mind, and I was... I will still find his old stuff and watch it sometimes because it is just so funny. <laughs> and not not at all like anything I do at all, but I still think he was the first one that just... And and then Bill Cosby. Well, I'm naming like Sam Kennison <laughs> and Bill Cosby. Like, uh, the Rogues Gallery comedian. of stand-up comedians. <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> Mike... Uh, but those were the those were the big yeah. ones when I was when I first kind of came in to know what stand up was 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 Sam Kennison and Bill Cosby. Growing up, uh, I listened to the Bill Cosby records. My dad had them, and yeah, th- they were great. So it's just a shame that everything. Yeah. And Kennison, I don't know what I think his first up was the best because it seemed like later. I don't know if he was doing too many drugs. I don't know what was going on, but. <laughs> But his earlier stuff was so good, man. I mean, I couldn't have, you know, my mom or anybody in the family, they would have been horrified to hear any of his <laughs> material, but me and my friends were laughing so hard. Yeah. So always over at friends' house watching. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly. Like, yeah. What are those kids doing? They're watching Sam Kennison. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Oh, no. Perfect, perfect, Nobody. perfect. Thank yeah, you yeah. so much. It's yeah. just the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's nothing. So let's talk about the IP section. This is the web series that you've developed based on your journey from lawyer to comedian. And you mentioned those videos. Did, did those two kind of birth each other? Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, uh, this like years ago, I started trying to do some funny little videos, and I was using an alias, Logan Walker, because I, I, I thought, okay, I can start to make videos. People won't know Wait. who I am. You're Logan Walker. <laughs> I, wa- I was. <laughs> I was. In another I, life. So I, but I, I started doing that for real, and I don't know. I made a handful of videos, and then one, uh, one of my colleagues found it, 
So what I say in the web series season one, that's exactly what happened. Like he said, you're insane. You're going to probably get fired. Nobody will hire you because nobody wants a lawyer who does stupid, funny videos like that. You're an idiot. And so he scared me. So I deleted them off the internet and stopped doing it, which is terrible. What's was, that guy's name? I'm not going <laughs> to say, but... but I'm um, going to go see him. <laughs> but you guys, this that. was before YouTube. If I would have kept... It makes me sick. If I would have kept making those, I probably would have been one of the few people around who just had a whole bunch of videos ready to put somewhere. But anyway. It'd be you and Gary V on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a heavy thought. <laughs> yeah. But So I quit. I, I stopped doing it. And then... Um, Later, like when I finally thought of that idea to make a pilot that just got me excited enough to get out of my office, that's when I had pretty much decided I don't care what anybody thinks. If somebody says, like, that's dumb, I'll just say, well, that, I'm going to do it anyway. You're not stopping me. I'm going to keep going. Perfect. Freedom. Yeah, I feel like probably in my personal, like, I had to come to that point before I could really do it. Like, I had to get to where I didn't, I really didn't care what anybody else thought before I would really follow through with it. And I finally, it took and me so long, but I finally got there. And you're still in good standing with the bar. Yes. How about that? Amazing. So That's far, amazing. nobody's said like, hey. You're too funny. You can't be a stand-up comedian and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I Wait, are you current on your dues? Never oh, mind. It's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, I always <laughs> give them their money, definitely. Um. Yeah, but so far, so far so good. I mean, knock on wood. So you just wrapped up season two. Let's recap season one. What was that whole experience like? Because it was brand new with the development and everything. Yeah, so season one, we shot uh, five episodes. They're about 20 minutes each. And we did that last year. And we shot them simultaneously. That was the most cost-effective. So it was a little confusing because you'd be filming a scene from episode five and then right after that you'd skip to episode one and you'd have but um the film people here in utah that i was working with they said that's gonna be much more cost effective to do it that way so we did it that way we shot over two weeks and then we edited and then we released them you know march of uh, this year and both on facebook and youtube but you know, it went really well. It was it was definitely a learning experience because it was my first time at directing and I mean I acted in a a pilot that I did that pilot that I did in two thousand fourteen, but I was still feeling a little bit new at acting and getting into it. But it definitely got me going and it it um helped me thinking more and more about kinda like my own journey, like because it is an autobiographical show, it's helped me analyze Okay, what's going to happen next, Wes? And then, are you okay with that? You know, is that, you know, what if somebody does find out? Yeah, I am fine with it. It's it's funny how it's been like an inner, like a search inward as I try to write this whole thing. It's been very meta for me <laughs> for me to go through. Such a modern observation, Wes. <laughs> I commend you on that. Thank you. <laughs> like Kevin Smith, everything in your life is filled into these shows yeah like i try to base every every episode and storyline based in something that really happened uh so just because i feel like that's i don't know that's the best kind of that's those are the kind of stories i like um when it's based in reality and then exaggerated it just a little bit so did you get a b bad eyebrow oh yeah die that happened <laughs> that one wasn't exaggerated at all like that happened exactly as i if anything, it was worse in real life than what I showed in the show. Wow. <laughs> God, that's something it to was, think about. It was... You guys had... <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. So, okay, after, after I got my hair done, I hope somebody, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. But after they you know, gave me the, the black after dye Jade. on... Yeah. Was I was walking back to the firm, I remember people's heads were whipping to look at me. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Their heads would turn. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I started to think, what is there something wrong with what happened to my head and 
has to become a superhero. <laughs> I'm so attractive now. Look at everybody staring at me. Looking at me. Yeah, love it. it. Yeah, (laughs) it was bad. (laughs) So, did you have uh, in your adolescence or young adulthood or any of these many stops along the way from uh, being a kid and remembering Sam Kinison and Bill Cosby and these people that that really caught your attention as you got older did you find uh, times as you're doing the matriculation of engineering and all that sort of thing did you have oh I wish I threw caution to the wind and went and lived in a hovel in lower Manhattan and hung out with the great stars. Did you have any of those kind of times? Were there were there uh, moments where you thought, oh, I should be on a different track than, than doing those things and then becoming hilarious or sharing the hilarious? I think the closest I got with, you know, I, can't, I would love to go see stand-up. So my wife and I would go see stand-up shows and I would think, um, oh man, wouldn't that be cool? I could just, yeah. be that guy it just i mean that's completely ridiculous to think i could have ever done that because you know i'm an adult and need to pay bills but wouldn't that be nice to just because i would go and we would go to those shows and we would rent stand up and watch it and, and it was because i would like oh man that would be great to just but that's probably as as far as i got at that point because it was i'd been pretty you know um just from where I grew up, that was not a reasonable thing to do. Sure, like, yeah, sure. It was to be like telling my dad, I'm going to be a clown. Right. Um, which basically I'm trying to do now, but not with the paint. But um, yeah, I just wouldn't really seriously entertain it for so long. Season two, you just finished production. How was that experience? You, you did um, some of the filming up at, at the depot. The other opposite end of uh, the gateway here. What what was production like for this season? Yeah, so we, again, we have five episodes, and we're shooting for around 20 minutes each. Um, based on editing, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I felt like we, last year went really well. I feel like this year we improved a little bit just because we had done it once, so we were able to tweak a few things. Um, we got a few more crew members that helped so that we could make our lives a little bit easier. Um, and I think we were able to slow down just a tad on our how many pages a day we were trying to shoot. And uh, so I think it went a little bit better this year, and hopefully each year we'll be getting better and better. That's my next question. What, what What's next? So when, when does season two come out? You know, is there a future season's plan? Yeah, so season two will be out by March of 2020. And I'm starting to write season three, so I'm planning on shooting a season three. And um, I mean, my hope is that at some point I can get, you know, some streaming service to, like, I would love Hulu to to be able to work with Hulu or Netflix or Amazon. But I, you know, so I'm I'm hoping at some point I can make a jump over to one of those platforms with the show. Um, but I knew I'd have to just do it by myself for a while before anybody take me seriously. And maybe even then they'd be like, we still don't take you seriously because <laughs> what are you doing? You're <laughs> being so funny. We can't be serious <laughs> about this conversation. But if not, we'll just you know keep it on YouTube and Facebook and just keep building the audience there. But that was what I was hoping. Well, to me and Phil, it feels a lot similar to Real Rob, uh, Rob Schneider's oh, uh, series, okay. which is on Netflix. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I think it's I highly should, possible. I I should watch that. Um, I've heard about it, and I like Rob Schneider. Um, so I should check it out. And Keith Stubbs is in an episode of that. He told me he was an accountant. Yeah, he plays Rob's accountant yeah. in the series. I need I need to find that scene so that I can watch it. Yeah, it's great. It's it's the last episode of the first season. Okay. Okay. Nice. I always feel like it's nice to have a moment of pause 
during a podcast yes. because I'm so feverishly exchanging communications and ideas. And That's the listener catch up. <laughs> yeah. That's our excuse. <laughs> you can always fix it in post. You can take out the... If you want it, but I like the pause. I like the pause. I feel it's like good. It. That's what, you know one of the things in stand up I have a hard time dealing with is being okay to pause, and and just be in the moment for a minute instead yeah. of, oh crap, I'm not talking and they're not laughing. I need to hurry. I, I still struggle with just relax and have fun. And if it's quiet for a minute, who gives a crap? Just yes, you know, like uh, Anthony Jeselnik will do that. Where yeah. I love him too. Yeah, he's love him so good. And it, like, if it's quiet for a moment, oh, he just relishes the crap out of that. <laughs> I mean, he just loves. He leans into it. And I, so let it let it hang. Yeah, let I need to get there. more comfortable with just like, hey, yeah, that's fine. Because no. there's one, there's comedians that will just say one joke after another. It's like you've got to give the audience yeah. a chance to yeah soak it in and laugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm a uh, Midwesterner. And so I think it's if you if you've ever laughed hard at a joke of any stand-up comedian, and you're from uh, a state that borders Minnesota, then you have to pay respects to Mitch Hedberg, and yeah. not just a pause, but a, a pause in in ways that I think were. I wish I wish we could have him on the podcast and truly respect to Mitch Hedberg and his family and a hilarious guy and a guy who changed the game but a guy who could use space in a way that was built into the jokes I mean he <laughs> he told jokes that people had to catch up with and there were 11 words in the joke and it's like wow I gotta I gotta work on how all those words went together to be so hilarious but uh, yeah I think it's a great thing and uh, I think that also uh, leads into a question that I have, Wes, which is that uh, you're doing filmed entertainment, which in many ways, aside from the being entertaining part, uh, is at the opposite end of the spectrum from getting up with a microphone in front of a room full of people and telling jokes and have it, right? It's like you have to yeah. pace the scene, mm -hmm. as it were, in real time, talk about your uh, experience with the difference between uh, doing stand-up, where where you're you're taking feedback literally on a real-time basis, as opposed to uh, written, filmed entertainment. That I'm sure you you uh, try out your concepts with friends and family and those kind of things, but in the end, none of those people are there when you're quote unquote on set what's what's yeah. that uh, difference for you yeah i mean that's a that's a really good question because yeah when you're doing stand-up it's like this it's almost like you've got this living organism in front of you well said it's uh, it's like a horse or something where if you spook it you, there is going to be a big problem like Stay you spooked. just the slightest movement you can send them off and you can't ever get them back uh, yeah. and so you you get what this, was that? You get this yeah. immediate <laughs> feedback, and it's just you. It's just you up there in a microphone, and it's your words. And so you're just getting this constant feedback mechanism, and you're trying to yeah. get this flow with them that, that works, and it's, uh, it's you can feel it. It's the weirdest thing. Like when, when, you've, said so, when you've done something that they don't like, I've done, I've done I think sometimes I've given a look <laughs> And I didn't know how that offended, but I could just feel the whole room go. Like, oh my word, I just lost everybody in Ogden just now. How did that happen? <laughs> and obviously on set, you know, you're you're not getting that at all. It's like, right, okay, you've got right, yeah. you've got fifteen crew people around you, everybody working to help film something, but you're hoping that at some future point after editing, somebody's gonna think what you're editing together is funny. But um like you have to construct your jokes differently I think because when you're on set you can use a lot more visual humor um, you know an object that you have or something that that happens that can can only happen when you're doing it on film that you can't really do on a stage when you're doing stand-up you know I can't have my eyebrows done and my hair done and turn black I can describe it during on the stage set. 
I can describe it on stage, but sometimes a story it doesn't play as well on stage as it does yeah. on film, and so I think vice versa. You can't have a pee jar on stage. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's so funny that you made Open that mic, reference, yeah. Dylan. Um, I'm going to excuse myself for just a moment, you guys, because I, I drove a long distance to get here, and uh, I'm going to step away for a second. I'll All be right. right back. All right. Okay. I'm It'll left. just be us. I'm, I'm left all alone. Um, I'll do one of the both que- uh, bonus questions while he's away. Uh, what does creativity mean to you? Hmm, creativity. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would think creativity has got to be coming from inside of you. What you would think... Um, what 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 you enjoy by making or doing, I would think that's truly creative. Um, and I say that because I I think I know a lot of people where they they're creative for a job, but it's really okay. What is this? What does she want? Okay, I'm gonna try to do this. And and I think in those situations, it's not it's not quite as rewarding as if it's true creativity based on something that you want to do. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, and we all have to, to do things like in a job or in different settings where maybe it's not something yeah. that you want to do. But I feel like, the most purely creative things that you can do come from inside of you, and you're not thinking about is she gonna like it? Is he gonna like it? Am I gonna be able to sell this? You know, it, it's like if yeah. you like doing it, great. I mean, if you're getting joy from doing it, then that's probably one of the most perfect kinds of creativity because you're enjoying the process and it doesn't matter what happens afterwards. So like for you, it'd be the stand-up and this web series because, yeah. you know, the lawyer and the engineering, you know, probably wasn't super heavy in creativity. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not not at all. And um, yeah, so he didn't, it was fine. You know, and it's a, it's a good job, good way to make a living. But I don't, feel like my creative juices are really flowing um, in those areas, which I do feel like they are when can I make people laugh with this video or with this scene or with a joke. Yeah. Um, since we're waiting for Terry, because I want Terry for the other bonus questions, um, what's your favorite part of doing stand-up? Oh, man. Um it's kind of a love-hate relationship. Like, I love it when I'm doing well. or And I love it when I come up with a new joke that works. And I'm like, yes, okay. I tried it, and they laughed. It's great. But when you bomb, oh, man. Because still at open mic today, when, you know, when I try something and it eats it. Oh, I know. I've been like, doing what it What am I doing? I, I need to stop. <laughs> I know. I've been doing it long enough that I should know. That's just part of how it goes. Sometimes you're going to try it. It doesn't work. But still, oh, that's the worst part because I just feel like, oh, they all think I'm dumb. They all know that I'm not really funny. My secret, like, I'm a fraud. They can all tell that it's not really. <laughs> so, so the early days, was it a lot tougher to, like, stay on track with those um, bomb nights? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, as part of the web series, I showed um, me sitting in the car and not going in. That happened so many times that first year where I would go out, I would park, and I just could not get myself to walk through the door. I, I was just mortified at what was going to happen, and so I, you know, I would sit in the parking lot for a couple of weeks, you know, and then the the, the next one I'd finally go in, have a horrible experience, and feel like I've humiliated myself in front of all these people that are half my age, and then. <laughs> couldn't get out of the car again for the next week or two. So it was, and now I'm not that bad, I'm, but I'm still kind of bummed out when I eat it. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I'm like, especially when you're like, no, this one's going to do well. Watch this. This is going to, and then nothing. I'm like, dang it. You know, I, I have to say, though, that I feel like uh, that comment is a great jumping off point for maybe, I don't know, I, I I would like to imagine, because I've had so many similar experiences of 
I think, put myself in a position, performance-wise, where everyone is expecting a thing, a song, or some jokes, or and inevitably finding myself in the place and literally the moments before the expectation is to be exercised. Why did I tell people that <laughs> I would come and do this thing? Why did I do that? Why again? Why again have I raised my hand in advance of a meeting time and said, I will be funny or sing beautifully or any of those kind of things. Has that changed over time? I, I, for me, there's always, even if it's just a split second, it's like, why, 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 why did I say I would come and tell jokes? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> you're, that is so funny. You laugh the lies of understanding of which I Oh, yeah, because I still have that just for a moment where it's like, I could, I could probably no. go and, I could probably go and, they just take my name off the list. I, right, like, right, why did, right. Hey, you oh guys, no, I, I'm, you know I'm, I'm feeling really sick. Work was too busy. I knew that I was Couldn't. not going to be able to get my head together for this. <laughs> like, what, what was I? So I still have that little voice that's just like, you're oh. wrong. This is not going to work. If you were really <laughs> funny, you wouldn't have to worry about like this. So yeah, oh, the little. Oh, you know, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's so interesting that you say that because yeah. that, that it, it's in there. It, it goes all the way down to. Mm -hmm. It's not just that I've fooled the bookers or I've fooled the audience into showing up, but I've fooled myself. It, yeah. And that's why I took all of these steps to say, oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll come be funny. Yeah. Has that changed over time? Do well, I, the voice isn't as loud, <laughs> but it's still there. Like, yeah. So you, you, you fooled some for a while, but now it's finally the jig's up. They're gonna know that you can't do this. You're it's me great comfort, right? Now. Yeah, it's I still I still have it, and it's it's not as loud and it's not as frequent, but it still it still comes back. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I performed a few weeks ago, and I remember just thinking, I think I'm the worst one here. I I <laughs> I, I just thought, what am I? Doing? Well, anyway. I guess that's <laughs> the difference between you and me is that I know I'm the worst one. I'm certain there's <laughs> no question whatsoever. I'm an introvert doing a podcast. <laughs> right. Right. 76 episodes later, I'm, I guess I'm still, still doing, doing okay. It, yeah. That is awesome. It's great for your neural networks in your brain to do new things right. that are yeah. scary. Rewire. It's the best kind of things to do. The things that you're afraid of, you should do those. Well, I mean, not, you know, like, Jumping off of a building, just you know, like getting in front of people or sure. doing a podcast or stuff like that. So true. I have to be careful. I don't know. I get sued. Like, hey, do something dangerous. I stepped in front of a train. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah. What's that Ben Stiller movie where he's like a risk management guy and he's afraid of everything? Oh, it was um, Along Came Polly. So he's like afraid of everything, but he's this risk assessment guy. It's. That's what that made me think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To the other bonus questions. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, I think uh, it was the the drummer. Um, animal. Animal, yeah. Because he was just so, he would, he loved drumming so much and he would just he lose his mind. For it. Yeah, he was just. just bump on that because I'm pretty sure that when I was a guest on this August podcast that I answered also. Okay. So I feel that is dog. a great answer. You can just, dog. he loves his lot. He loves doing it. He just, you can just see the joy coming out of him when he starts banging on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I think I could be wrong, but I feel like maybe there's a, an eyebrow connection there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He had some. He has right, really good, eyebrows, yeah, yeah, very expressive, yeah, yeah. like you, Wes. Hopefully I mean, later. with enhancement, of course. <laughs> when it's ne only when it's absolutely yeah. necessary. I'm slowly working towards the Swedish chef eyebrows. 
my Italian heritage is coming out through my follicles. He was another one that I really thought was funny, the the chef guy on the Muppets. So mm -hmm. yeah, he was great. The newer versions don't have the human hands. <laughs> the newer Muppet stuff, and there's no human hands for the chef's hands. Not cool. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Change is hard. Yeah. It's so hard. I miss the hands, too. I confess. Blame Disney. They're not They're not going to sponsor us anytime soon, so Disney, err. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, don't, don't get your feelings hurt, executives in the Valley. I am just, buying Disney Plus next week, so just... Just breathe. <laughs> and how much is Disney Plus? I believe it's six. Is it six ninety nine? Yeah. And uh, that. Okay. What? There's a lot of their back catalog is on there. The new series, The Mandalorian, which is the live action Star Wars. That looks great. A Jeff Goldblum TV series where he just does a different thing, different episodes. Like the first episode, I think, is about sneakers, and then he does one on ice cream. And there's a handful of other series, like um, there's one about the Imagineering team, what they do, Pixar in real life. And then, of course, the, all the back catalog. Not everything will be on, of the back catalog will be on it, but like old TV shows like The Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck. And Is Hulu part of the Disney Plus? Um, there's a package that you can buy them together, and it reduces the price. Because Disney owns both of them. Disney took over okay. the ownership of Hulu. You know, I feel like the two of you guys could make <laughs> some serious money selling cable TV packages. Oh, are we? I'm so anti-cable, no. though. I, I want nothing to do with cable. Well, I mean, packages and, yeah. and calling people on the phone and pressuring them into sales is really the, really the, the cornerstone of what I feel like the energy I'm getting from you guys right now. That almost sounded like a, yeah, like I was asking you too many. I'll I just buy. I just I'll wondered buy. because Ooh, tell me more. Give me my credit card number I keep already. That trailer for that new Star Wars show, yeah, and I want to really see good. it, but I don't want to pay for another service. Dang it! Jeez, they add up. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've got Amazon, but that's included with the you know the shipping and everything. So yeah. that that takes care of itself, you know, around Christmas time alone, and then. Hulu, you know, if you don't have cable, that's a good way to keep up with, like, network shows. Um, CBS, my brother pays for. That way I can watch Star Trek when it's on. Because <laughs> they watch all the uh, Survivor and all those, all that crap. And then there's Netflix. How can you not have Netflix? There's just so much great stuff there. I, Do you have Netflix? Uh, I don't have Netflix. I have Netflix. And I'm checking out Apple Plus. That's four ninety nine a month. I don't have Apple Plus. I find that if I have a <laughs> subscription service, uh, I don't write any rock songs. And I need to write rock songs. So so I play guitar instead of now you know, watching. Uh, that My brother was a, a rock star, right? I didn't know that. I mean, just that you mentioned that, I thought I should, I should Please. throw this out there. But Please. so my, my older brother, Clayton... Uh, he actually went to L.A. Like, he had a band. They went to try to make it as a, as a rock band in the What was the, the name of that band? Soldier. And, uh, I mean, they didn't, they didn't get a record deal, so they didn't make it huge. But they were playing all the clubs, like the Troubadour, the Roxy, the Whiskey Go-Go, all That's of those fantastic. same rooms. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And because I'll, I'll say, like, uh, I'm listening to Poison. He's like, ah, uh, we played a few nights the same time as Poison. And, yeah. I don't know. I mean. Like you were in the same, and he right. was. Um, He's behind the music too. Yeah, so all of like the season one rock music, that's my brother's stuff that he recorded when he was down there. That's really cool, and I I just love it because it's such a nice tie into like a brother trying to pursue his dream. Um, but his, you know, so that's seeing my brother try to do it, and then kind of not really getting the 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 record deal. Yeah. That may have also spooked me a little bit that like, mm, that also makes me think it's probably not, it's not reasonable to think that I could be a stand-up comedian right. and do this yeah, because, sure. but then over time I'm like, 
I'm going to do it. And you and if surmounted anything, those doubts. Good for you. Yeah, and if anything, awesome, I thought man. he sh- showed me that you should go for it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Um, anyway, and he's, if you like rock music. Soldier. That's my brother's stuff. I, I was going to say, and I actually I do want to say that I think um, I was born and raised in Iowa, which means that either you're fully country or you're fully metal. I know country. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that um, I've heard of Soldier, and he, I'm not sure if that's from early days or from my L.A. days. And I spent some years in L.A. And I have I have a, a, a true appreciation for that period of time when you could go to L.A. live in the squalor where you rehearsed with your band and uh, yeah whether it's Motley Crue or Soldier or Poison or any of those bands of that era and that's I mean those are definitely bands that I grew up with in the cornfields of Iowa mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you had that yeah inspiration carrying through to the to the present to season three yeah, yeah, and he's. Uh, we're actually writing a writing a little song. He's writing it, but for season two of the last scene of the last episode, I wanted a a new song for the for that little scene, and so I took called him and I said, "Clay, you got to write a song for this. I need." So we've been getting together, working on what's going to work. Going in the been, studio. It's been fun. And some tricks. It's it's been fun. Love it. And it's it's been it's been really fun to have us both work together. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, the last bonus question in the movie of your life, who would play you? This is kind of a weird question since you got an autobiographical show. But if you could cast and cast I, anybody, and I can't cast myself. <laughs> well, I think you should. I mean, it's well, the yeah. only way to go. Hashtag Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is somebody. Okay. Um, Who would that? Oh, I, I love Matthew McConaughey. I love. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, mean, so I like him. Um, uh, you see, you guys, this is gonna ruin every. You guys just make. I, I liked no, up I until like, the last point. Like the, now I really I like the first suggestion. I feel like. Yeah, I see, I see a little. Do you, okay, uh, McConaughey. Um, you have your shirt off often. Uh. <laughs> season one McConaughey loses weight to play parts so yeah we know I mean, that Dallas Buyers Club and I mean I, he can I'm, be a he's in much he better shape than I am but um yeah he'd be just in case he's listening you know that would be <laughs> I love it I like AP it. section the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's a twist on that question if there were a movie about your life and everyone agreed that you were the only person that could play you to tell a picture of your life, who would you hire to direct? If they said, look, we can't, we can't let you direct because you're going to be so busy getting really into this yeah. challenging character. Um, I... Judd Apatow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What, like one of, I think he did a movie, is it called Funny People with uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah. That's one of his best ones. I love that. Like, I don't think it was a huge commercial success, but I love that just because it was, it's so real. Like the way he, uh, anyway, I, I thought that was fantastic. I don't often do this because I don't have many stories to tell, but uh, I once went, once went, once went, I once went <laughs> on a bike ride, true story, with Judd Apatow in Los Angeles. And I, I feel like based on that you know, rich history of nearly 90 minutes 
a breathless time with Judd Apatow that I think uh, I think you guys would be great working together. Did you did you converse with him or was it like uh, you know um, just like we, a we did we chatted it was um, actually it was a fairly collegial group and a, a wide age range of riders and this it was maybe ten people on this ride and there was one guy that I knew who they love to say in Los Angeles, worked in the business, uh, who invited Judd Apatow along. And at the time, I, I was just, hey, this is Judd. And he, I can't remember what show it was that he was working on at the time. But um, he was a really great riding partner, you guys. I want you to know that. I'm glad he was cool. He totally I'm was. Always he worried. was. He yeah. was. Yeah, yeah right. You're gonna yeah. Be, when you find out someone you, you just think is awesome, and then you find out in person they were schmuckadelic. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a bummer. Yeah. So I'm so he was glad great. To hear yeah, that. he, was, he okay. was really sweet. And uh, he was kind of a new, he was kind of new to, to cycling at the time. And so he was very much like kind of watching for the protocol kind of thing. And, and I was very sort of middle of the pack kind of uh, over-enthusiast. But there were some, some guys that were sort of real pros in that group. And so I kind of felt the same sense of, you know, I don't want to, you're in a, a group of, of achievers in, in comedy or cycling or whatever. You don't want to mark yourself out as, as uh, the ho-dad of the crew. So, <laughs> um, so we, we kind of found a, a little moment there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's, nice. A, that's many years ago. So, nice. So to recap the IP section, where can people find it to watch it? I would say go to our YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and just search on the IP section, it will pop up. We also have it on Facebook. So you can search on Facebook and go to our page there and watch it. And where can they follow you in, in comedy? Uh, so I have, I would say, uh, my West Austin comedy page on Facebook and then Instagram. I think it's Wesley Austin and then Twitter. Wesley Austin or Wesley.Austin. How do you feel about Twitter? Are you active? No, I don't. I try to tweet once in a while, but I'm not very good at Twitter. Twi Twitter's tough. It's an, I've, I will say this, I've learned by listening, which I, I'm not sure what in the last, literally in the last three months or so, I have found myself spending more time on Twitter, and I'm, yeah, I, I guess the, the um, self-effacing self -effacing way to put it would be I'm a little bit of a lurker. But I find that I respond to people enthusiastically, even though I don't have uh, original thoughts. I'm, and since since we're at Wise Guys and, and name checking comedians, I would encourage everyone to follow Mike Kaplan. And if you don't know Mike Kaplan, he spells it M Y Q Kaplan, and uh, he is my favorite he is endlessly funny he's his stand-up is very good but his uh, panache in 144 of course now we get more characters on twitter but he is such an original thinker and uh, i find that i enjoy serious posts and comments that he makes just as much as the wildly hilarious things that come to his mind that you're back to the origin of our conversation saying, you know, you have your Google Notes or your notepad or whatever on your phone. And Mike Kaplan uses Twitter to uh, sometimes staggeringly hilarious ends in, in a one-liner and he does it all the time. So definitely follow Mike Kaplan. Yeah, so Wes Austin great. and Mike Mike Kaplan. Mostly yeah, mostly right. Wes Austin though, really. Uh, social media wise, is there a comedian that you, you're always checking out? Uh, seeing what they're putting out? Since he's brought that up. Yeah. Um social media, um 
I don't really know that I follow somebody like that. Like I, because the one the comedians I really like, I mentioned earlier, and they well, David Spade. Sorry, I'm losing my voice right now. <clears throat> About ready to drink some of your diet coke, <laughs> but I won't. Um, I love David Spade on his Instagram stories. Hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Tig Notaro who does a really cool thing. And I will say that I got to uh, meet and interview uh, Tig about five years ago at oh, Park cool. City Television. And uh, a, uh, I maybe learned more about interviewing people from interviewing Tig Notaro. And I've, I don't watch much of what I've done, but I've watched uh, my interview with her her uh, response with me <laughs> and uh she's a very uh, low-key person her right her stand-up persona is is very low-key and i learned a lot from being in her presence one because i knew who she was i knew how deeply hilarious she is but uh but also her really low-key demeanor but uh, the thing that, that Tig does that I think is really cool is that she turns over her Twitter account to people that she knows and loves and lets them tweet to her audience. And I just think that is so cool because everybody knows who Tig is. And so she gives it's she literally gives her megaphone on Twitter to people. Huh. And so it's a great discovery mechanism because oh, yeah. it's like she breaks not just comics, but a lot of comics because she turns the mic over and, and she has this huge following and people, you know, discover new, hilarious, really uh, valid and, and beautiful voices because she allows people to do that. And it's not just her, you know, uh, making jokes and, saying hey look at me and and she always name checks you know who's who has her twitter account uh, control so that's another one on twitter that nice. i would highly recommend yeah cool. she's great she's really cool yeah and her talk show is really fun she has a talk show on youtube where she doesn't know who the guest is but through interviewing the person she finds figures out who they are and okay. there's been a few episodes where she doesn't figure it out and she, has, she ends up being told but yeah, she doesn't know who these people are. It's He's super gifted. Yeah. And are they always like a celebrity? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. And another thing with her, she popped up on the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. I didn't know she was going to be on there. And she just kind of plays this side character, and she's being full pig. It's, huh. it's great. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Because I don't have CBS online. All, all access, yeah. Yeah. I'll share my password. <laughs> wow, you did that. You just went there, don't you? It's hot. Come and get me CBS. <laughs> courageous, courageous moments in podcasting history. So season two is out. Season no, season one is out. Season two in March. Season right. three at the works. And yes. Then YouTube search the IP section. Yeah. And thank you for having. Yeah, me on. thanks, Wes, for coming. I really on. appreciate it. I don't know why, but for some reason, I just I just want to uh, bookend by saying, "What's Austin, everybody? <laughs> You're great, man. That. You're I great. Should, I should You're use great. that as as uh, like an intro for me. I've never had somebody with that much energy say my name before. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. It's reflected yeah, back yeah, at you, yeah. brother. I feel your energy. Clubs. I feel your. Yeah, put this I on like, as I'm going up. Put, yeah, like play this. Uh, Bob Saget oh, has man. this song. You have. Yeah. What's on to everybody? I want to yeah, know. I want to know who your uh, dental professional is. Oh, you got us. You got a. You don't believe me when I say that these are, these are all natural. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I, I, I. That's what I wanted he, that to be. Yeah. No, I. Uh, <laughs> My teeth were pretty jacked up. I was uh, from a small town with, uh, they were, I had to get something done because they were really weird, but I can give you his. I would love it. Yeah. Well, his good work. myself with megawatt smile. Right. That, I think actually when yeah. I first heard well, the, the lights, megawatt smile. The lights were off in here when we got here, but I smiled. It's and then true. we have plenty of this. Yeah, 
my my heart light Every. is shining. <laughs> yeah, because of that set right there, brother. Really, not kidding. I've got a great a great set. No, I'm <laughs> no, I. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love it. I love it. I just wanted to add a post. All three meanings take it. Yes. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, I want everybody to know that uh, Wes has some fantastic trousers on the fabric is amazing and i oh. I, I noticed it's it's the thank you it's wow. very dapper oh and i'm gonna put them back on before i leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 you set it up thank you thank you oh on that note, i think we should end it <laughs> we're all gonna put our pants back on and go home